Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of St. Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isidoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 3 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from December 31st, 2017, the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, in Year B. The Gospel reading for today is Luke, Chapter 2, Verses 22-40. to 40. Let us listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people, Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord For most of us, when we hear the word family, we immediately begin to think of the immediate family in which we currently find ourselves, 
or the family of origin from which we came. And while both of them are excellent examples of family life, there are other connections in our world that also speak of family. We have a connection to the greater family of humanity, the greater family of the church. Even our work associations can be referred to as familiar relationships as well, and even those we have in school. So there are many dimensions to family, and it all points to the fact that as human beings designed by God, we can never live and flourish in isolation. We are meant to share life together with a very strong bond that connects us one to the other as children of God. As we consider family life, whether it's the family of humanity, the family of origin, or even the one in which we currently find ourselves, it doesn't take much to realize that all family systems are in one shape or another limited. Because we are all imperfect people who have the element of sin to deal with in our lives, anything to which we then belong is going to also be limited and never quite reach the level of perfection. Although sometimes we expect our family units to sometimes do more than perhaps they are able to. Even if we look back on some of our own families of origin, many people still struggle as adults trying to heal wounds that were a part of their experience years ago. Those wounds that often run very deep and have a very, very specific claim on who they are and have tainted them through their whole adult life. Many people spend a lot of time healing memories of family and moving beyond the expectations that they have. Even in our world today, we sometimes go into situations expecting people to act one way, and then we find that they're acting in a way that is totally opposite, a way that sometimes even threatens our sense of security and makes us feel anxious and fearful. So on all levels, we're dealing with an imperfect system, whether it be in our own backyard or in the greater dimension of earthly life. And then today we have the Holy Family standing before us. And the question that begs to be asked and answered to whatever extent is able is what did they do differently in their approach to family life? Put differently, what lessons can we learn from their example? Because we are needy and because we are limited, we sometimes look to our family systems to fulfill our own needs, to do something for us. And while they certainly have that functions, sometimes they do fall short. 
And so maybe the better approach that we can take as we live in our family environments, whichever they are, is to rather than look for what they can do for us, to begin to look what we can do for them. You see, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, as a family unit, never really asked that question, what can this unit do for me? It was always an attitude of giving back and giving into, because they had at the center of their world their profound relationship with God, a relationship that allowed them to persevere even when life became challenging and difficult, a relationship that gave them a deep sense of purpose and of hope. The one thing we do know is that life can be very challenging, and no one ever said, not even God, that life is going to be easy. And as we approach those challenges, given the family situations in which we find ourselves, we can only do as much as we can with what we have. And so realizing our limitations, we can then accept the limitations of others more readily and realize that we're all on a bigger goal with a bigger purpose. We may not be able to change the past, and we certainly cannot change how people are going to behave and act, but we do have control over ourselves and how we process things and how we view ourselves in the greater picture of life. And so the lesson today is one that is simple but often difficult to put into practice keeping God first. If we can do that in our own personal lives and in the lives of our families, then no matter what life brings and no matter what it has brought, we will always be able to find that courage and that strength to persevere and to have a deep sense of a greater purpose and always walk with hope. Those, I believe, are the lessons that the Holy Family teaches us most well, and ones that we can benefit from in our daily living. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.